0: Can I just say something that needs
1: to get off my chest? I just want Zephyr to know about your headband. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, tell me the story I then. Explain
1: this, this uh, my boyfriend went to Nashville for a bachelor party this weekend and he gave me this. He got me this headscarf. So it was actually my first time wearing it. <laughs> um, you know, he said that I looked like Steve Van Zandt. Um, Haley said I looked like a Willie Nelson. So, you know. If we fall somewhere in the
2: middle of those two, we'll be happy. Hey, that's not a bad comparison. I would love to say. That's for people to tell me I look like Willie. Right?
1: right? It's a great look. He does I, golf, I... doesn't
2: he? Yeah, he's got a uh, golf course down near Austin. Oh, my God. Wow. Should, yeah, we it's we a little nine hole go. golf course. Yeah, I, uh, I wrote a feature or a little, like, 300-word feature for Golf Magazine last summer. I'll send it over to you guys afterwards so you can take a look. Oh, it's a really cool us. place. It's like a little nine-hole goat track, but wow. he turned it was like an old country club. He turned to the clubhouse into his like recording studio. So he recorded most of his like stuff at a golf course. Fun fact on Willie for you.
3: Already,
0: wow. We haven't oh. even done the intro yet.
2: Yeah, I know. I
3: know. Our- we might Maybe have we'll to work that in this in the intro. Yeah. Is this That's,
2: the
1: intro now? This is the intro.
2: I think we're already in it, aren't
1: we? <laughs> I think we're we're already in it. All right, we won't go back. Everyone, you know where we are. We're recording Low Expectations right now. It is the Gruder Golf Podcast presented by the No Lang Up Podcast Network. Um we do have one quick announcement though actually before we really dive in. Um you already heard our guest and I mean, I always say who the guest is, but like Going into the episode, everybody knows because your name is in the title. But we're with Zephyr Melton tonight um, from golf.com, which is very exciting. But before you hear all of his tales, um, we want to remind everybody we usually wait till the last minute to remind everybody with the weekend warm up, but we're not going to do that this time. So the weekend warm up is our ladies only Friday night clinic that happens at Five Iron Golf on the first Friday of every month. And next month being December, obviously, that's going to be the last one of the year. And To be quite honest, maybe one of the last ones in general, we're rethinking the format. Um, Complete transparency here. Attendance has not been like super high in this post-COVID world. Um, So if you have suggestions about that, you know, let us know. But um, we're getting started early in the marketing. So maybe this one will blow up. Um, We host them at locations in New York City, Chicago, Philly, D.C., and Baltimore, um, so if you're not in one of those cities, like tell your friend who's in that city, they're really, really fun. It's all levels. Five Iron's is fantastic because you don't have to wear anything specific. You also, there are clubs provided for you there. There's instruction. You get two drinks. It is really just such a blast. You'll make a lot of friends. Everybody's very nice to each other. So highly encourage going and, you know, to light a little fire under your ass, it might be your last opportunity. So just, um, just marinate on that. Um, so anyway, on with the show. Um, as I mentioned before, we got Zephyr. Zephyr, how's it going?
2: Yeah, I'm great. I'm really excited to be here and talk to you ladies. So
1: we're so excited to have you. Um, so we met Zephyr at the Solheim this year. Is everybody sick of hearing us talk about the Solheim? No. Do you think is, or do, do you think they like it? it's basically a
0: Solheim podcast? It's a Solheim
1: fan podcast at this point. Um, but we were just reminiscing a moment ago that um zephyr actually taught Haley and i some rules of the ropes um when we first arrived and we kind of went up to you because you were inside the ropes and we kind of went over and asked you what you were doing um and it was doing <laughs> your story. job
2: yeah.
4: so
0: you're like yeah, jumping in the sand yeah. the sand traps i was gonna say sandboxes you're in the sand trap you're doing some filming of some sort you looked like you knew what you were doing you could tell from afar. yeah I was,
2: I was building sand castles in the yes. bunkers. So. They didn't like that too much. (laughs)
1: That's one thing that's not allowed, I guess.
2: Yeah. I was just trying to show you guys what you can't do inside the ropes. And that's one of them. You know, it was,
1: it was valuable information that was before the tournament started. Those are a practice day. So, you know, that's the time to kind of test the boundaries. Um, after that, I would say don't test the boundaries. I'm going to try yeah. not to test the boundaries anymore, actually.
2: Yeah, no, no more world. sandcastles after practice round days. That's, like, rule number one of golf journalism. Don't build sandcastles in the bunkers during tournament days. Practice okay. round days, it's all right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I got to work on that. You I mean, look at some little molds, you know, like a fancy yeah. castle. That actually might be kind of fun to have, like – really nice sandcastles in some of the bunkers and it's like oh my god like is she gonna knock it over you know like that type of thing let's get a gritter golf mold <laughs> wait that would be cool that would just be do cool that and just leave the a gritter golf sand mold wherever we go
2: the brand so incriminating
1: <laughs> we could leave it next to though, like the rake and stuff so when they came to rake it up they could redo it every time
2: I like it. I think yeah. you guys have something going there. Some we great guerrilla marketing. You we got to reach the, out. A logo in the bunkers. I like it.
1: Wow. I mean, that, that's second, a fresh idea. We've, we've never had that idea before. You <laughs> just second, heard that
0: live here now. Second great tidbit from Zephyr in five minutes of recording.
1: Wow, this is gonna be this is gonna be a banger of an episode, you guys. Um, so for those of you who don't know, actually, Zephyr covers instruction and women's golf for Golf.com slash Golf Magazine, which are the same thing. In case you didn't know that either, I didn't know that for a little while. Um, and since we were in the middle of two very hot weekends for the LPGA, um, last weekend being the Pelican, next weekend being the CME Tour Championship, we figured that it was probably a good idea to get an expert in the room so that we weren't just um, you know spreading misinformation around um because sometimes we do that so zephyr knows just about everything there is to know about the lpga um and has to fact check himself um for his career so figured he was a good guy to uh to just keep us in check tonight and also hear about some of the exciting stuff that's been going on so very
2: happy to have you well, I am just flattered that you call me an expert. I'm glad no one could see that you said it with quotation marks. In there, but, you know, <laughs> Not that's true. That's why podcasts are great. People don't get to see what you're doing with your hands, and so I know an I expert. outed myself on that. Wink, one. Yeah. wink.
1: <laughs>
2: but um, really so- excited to be here and talk some LPGA. <laughs>
1: who isn't excited to talk to the LPGA these days? It is hot right now. Um, but before we dive into that, actually the first question that we have for you is who is your favorite writer?
2: My favorite writer. Um, give <laughs> any a kind of writer. Question. Um, so non sports. Well, I'll just say, I like Michael Bamberger a lot. I know he's one of my colleagues, but just an incredible that's writer, amazing. his ability to, you know, he's got a unique voice and he owns it. Um, I like Wright Thompson at ESPN a lot. I think he does a lot of really good stuff. So those are two just off the top of my head. Um, so what about you guys? Who are y'all's favorite
0: writers? Ugh, I are so uh, no terrified. God, I... Terrified that you're going to turn it on us. I can't even think can of right Can I answer right now. for all of us?
2: Go yes. ahead. Beth Ann. Obviously.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Great, I'm blushing. I'll
2: I'll take it a step further. Beth Ann's one of my favorite people. Very nice. She, you know, I only came onto the LPGA beat about a year, year and a half ago. And Beth Ann has always been so nice to me and has always, um, you know, treated me as an equal, even though she's been out there longer than most people have. And so she's always been very kind to me. So I really like Beth Ann. Great writer, great reporter, and just a great uh, woman in general. So, Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. Well, guys, not to brag, I do have her cell phone number. That's breaking news. Do
2: you? Well, I don't. So maybe I need to be it? a little Do you want it? Just kidding. I, I don't that. know if that
1: would be appropriate. I think if you just ask her, honestly, she should give it to you. It yeah, didn't take but... too much coaxing with me. She's like, oh, just text me instead. I was like, oh my God, text you? Like with your real phone number? Are you sure? Texting a
2: celebrity, really?
1: Oh, It's really just so crazy. Life is just crazy. This podcast is partially a Laura Davies podcast and partially a Beth Ann podcast at this point.
2: Um, Laura Davies is awesome. I met her for the first time about a month, month and a half ago down in New Jersey. We were doing some shooting uh, for uh, the series we have with Golf Tech, and I was kind of a player liaison for us. So I was like, yeah, I know all the players. I mean, I know some of them, but I didn't know Laura Davies. They were like, yeah, go get Laura Davies. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. Like, she's a legend. <laughs> go up to her I'm like hey could you come down to the end of the range like shoot something with us she's like yeah sure like what club you want I was like well of course the driver come on bring it down and she was super (laughs) generous with her time so big fan of Laura Davies as well wow oh my god so (sighs) nice such
1: a star-studded life you
2: lead I mean not to name drop but you brought her (laughs) up first I did I did yeah yeah Well,
1: we we drop her name all the time we don't know her personally Um, but you know
2: well, I can say someday if you go up will. and introduce yourself, she'll probably be nice to you because she was very friendly with me. So
1: Maybe maybe someday I'll get to the intro. You know, yeah. you never know. Um, Kiki, want to move on to uh, P- Pinehurst? Oh, yeah.
3: So Zephyr, we saw um, on your Twitter that you were down in Pinehurst and you did just mention the reason why before we started recording. So why don't you tell everybody why you were down there, what you were doing down there?
2: Yeah, so we we're down there for our Golf Magazine Top 100 uh, Summit. So we have our Top 100 teachers. We invite all of them down for kind of a little conference um, just for them to kind of uh, meet other teachers in the Top 100. We played a little golf. There were many speakers. Bryce had made an appearance, talked to everyone. Wow. Uh, we had Kyle Berkshire down there. He kind of put on a show for everyone as well. Uh, so we were just doing that, and then as well – me and some of the other editorial people for golf.com, we were playing the courses and making content around that. So got to play, I think, four days in a row down in Pinehurst, which wow. there's not much better to do than that. Um, it's like Yeah, the, I kinda
1: thought you were like on vacation, honestly, a little bit. Like I, I it's mean always confusing yeah. with golf because like the lines are kind of blurred between like a personal golf trip and golfing for work.
0: That's exactly yeah, what I want to ask Like, where do you draw the line? Does it even exist?
2: I mean <laughs> You know, obviously there there is some work that has to be done while you're down there, but, um, you know, I, I'd i sound spoiled if I were complaining about having to do work at Pinehurst because it's the coolest. It's like golf Disney World, right? It's I don't know if you guys have been there, but Not it's yet. the coolest place. It's just golf. Everywhere you look, there's nine courses. They've got a nice putting course. They've got the cradle, the short course. It's just so much fun. But, yeah, so we had to do a little bit of work, but. I mean, there are worse ways to be spending your time and making money than playing golf with Pinehurst. So it was a lot of fun. I was extremely tired at the end of it, but it was a great trip and a great last uh, travel um, session for me for the year. So,
0: Oh, that's a nice way to cap it off.
2: Yeah, it really was a good way to end it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we saw on Twitter that you uh, were doing some swing analysis videos with this odd contraption machine where you were basically simulating the swings of Bryson and Sergio and it looked very wild. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah.
2: So it's this crazy contraption, like you said, called Robo Golf Pro. And um, so like you saw, you kind of, you set up to the ball and you, um, it's got a club attached to this huge mechanical arm almost. And so it's kind of marketed more as a, a training aid. Like you can get, the perfect swing plane, like how it feels when your swing is on the perfect plane, which is cool. But then they also have golf, like pro golfers' swings programmed in there. So the machine will put the club on the same path as like a Bryson or a Sergio, and let you feel what their swing feels like. Which is the wildest thing. Like Sergio's swing, if people haven't seen it, the video on Twitter of mine just blew up. But the lag he has on the club is unbelievable. Like I felt like I was going to break my arm and my wrist trying to emulate his lag coming into the ball, like insane. And so it was kind of the novelty of it was way more fun. And I think they should just take it to PGA tour events, LPGA events, program all the swings of all the players and just charge five bucks a pop for people to, oh, this is how it feels to swing like Tiger. Or this is how it feels to swing like Nelly and just have people coming through because it was the coolest thing, so much fun. And I wish I had done more of it and just gotten videos of me doing all these swings because it was so cool <laughs> being able to literally feel what it feels like to swing like a pro.
0: I mean, was- talk about Pinehurst being the Disney World of golf. That That's
3: the first that's attraction. attraction. Yeah, yeah right? It was <laughs> and awesome. I would pay. I would definitely pay Yeah, yeah that.
2: that's what I'm saying. I would pay to go check it out and... You know, the instruction benefits are, you know, I'm not sure I'm sold on that. But the novelty of it, just getting to feel pro swings is yeah, the coolest cool. thing. And everyone um, who I've talked to about it has been like, yeah, I would love to feel it. Like, that would be awesome. Like, who doesn't want to feel what it feels to swing like Tiger, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, third grade idea is like that The effort. money, you know, like, I'd like to feel that. Yeah. I'd like
2: to feel... <laughs> how that part feels this is what it feels like to have a million dollars deposited in your bank account <laughs> for one week of work that's the next oh simulator God. i want
1: yeah
0: well I'll it's funny there. to
1: hear it like quote-unquote like marketed as a training aid like because i was picturing it like with like you know like a whip stick and like all the other like you know like a putting mirror and stuff yeah i it's mean it's like who is that being marketed to like can you have that in your house or like what do they yeah, want to do with what, that i was like
2: you know i'm not sure i've got 15 grand laying around where i can uh you know, put this guy in my garage or whatever. But Giant robot. I would be more than willing to pay 20 bucks to come try four swings of pros. And oh, yeah. so, yeah, I'm not completely sold on the instruction aspect of it, but the novelty of it was really neat. And I think it should be available to the public because it would do, it would do great at PGA tour events, LPGA events, whatever.
0: I mean, I was going to say third good idea that you've offered us tonight and i think that's yeah, the million dollar idea you should yeah i shouldn't be free. yeah
2: i, I should have charged an appearance fee really
0: <laughs> seriously there's still
1: time to be honest
2: yeah
4: yeah yeah hey, the episode
1: is not through yet you know <laughs> with all venmo is live right now yeah there we go <laughs> um
0: this is not really in flow with what we're talking about but i did just want to call out quickly you had a little bit of a troll interaction on one of you one one of your videos oh my god how endearing though a rags to riches tale with what we thought was going to be a troll and then a really lovely human to human exchange I
2: thought oh that guy I know he I sometimes like (laughs) you know people will just be so mean and they'll troll you and I'm like I I have a quick trigger sometimes like going back at people which you know people much wiser than me just have a no like reply policy which is probably what I should institute but sometimes I just get really tired of hearing people chirping in the mentions and saying things like whenever you have anonymity you just say whatever you want and I'm like you know that's kind of mean like I'm just sitting on my couch trying to have a good night and you guys are just being mean <laughs> that's kind of me.
0: mean um, I mean so that, I, yeah it was endearing though, yeah, to so, see the full circle
2: yeah, I think that guy, um, I kind of thought he was trying to chirp at me. And then I popped off back at him. And then he was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa man, like, no, I'm not like trying to be like that. Like, I'm just XYZ. And then I was like, you know, you're right. Like, I, I kind of popped off too quick. He's like, Yeah, no worries. Like, I think it's really cool. I enjoy following you. And then I actually messaged him afterwards. I was like, Hey, man, thanks for being cool. Like, wasn't trying to be, you know, short with you. He's like, Nah, dude, it's all good. Like, we can't, uh, like, you can't really uh, hear the, like, it's hard to gauge the interaction just behind a keyboard. So, yeah, yeah. it was, I feel uh, like... it's nice. It's nice whenever there are nice people on Twitter. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. I
0: feel like it gets such a bad rap Instagram, too. And you just forget that even if it just starts off bad, it can end good. And there's still, yeah. you know, nice people out there.
2: No, sure I mean, I've met meanies, a lot of. But great people through twitter i mean i call them my internet friends but i i met <laughs> i met one of them in person for the first time down in pinehurst last week oh, yeah? Lee, with oh, us oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah
4: she's, she's great legit.
2: um i mean like i had been friends with her on the internet for a while and then finally got to meet her in person and she's wow. just as lovely in person as she is on the internet so i've gotten to meet some cool people through there and you three as well i've met through the internet so True. We're yeah. it, can a, it can be a it can be a lot of fun and a very uh, great tool, especially in the industry we work in. But sometimes yeah. it'll wear you out if you don't um, take a little break from it. So,
3: yeah, uh, for sure. Um, wait, is that G companies company's uh, the Robo thing?
2: Is no, that her co- it's not. Oh. okay, it's not. Can- but it does kind of seem similar Uh, yeah but
3: concept right i
2: i got to see my swing on the uh on sportsbox ai i was talking to uh terry rolls one of the coaches who's an investor in the company and he uh got my swing on one of the par threes out there and showed it to me and that technology is incredible whenever it goes um live to the public like i know right now they've still got an invitation only basis and it's kind of rolling out slowly just to make sure that they can handle the load of people who are using it but that technology is incredible and I cannot wait to see where that company goes because it's pretty cool
3: yeah yeah wow. um so we wanted to to back up a little bit so how did you end up at golf.com
2: well wow. how far back should we go um so the job I had before this I was... when's your birthday yeah exactly <laughs> It was a hot summer day in nineteen ninety four. so I before this I worked for the PGA Tour. I was a content uh I was a full time freelance contractor for the Corn Ferry Tour. So I was out there in the twenty nineteen season traveling to a bunch of events. I think I was at twelve events that year. Um so I was living half the time on the road kind of with the traveling circus that is the Corn Ferry Tour, which was awesome did that for a year. And then I was all set to come back for the 2020 season and job at golf.com opened up and, you know, I'd always wanted to move up to New York, wanted to, you know, work for website magazine, whatever. And so I applied here, my boss at the tour, um, you know, golf's a small industry. He knew people here. So he called him up and was like, Hey, you should take a look at this guy, which got me an interview. And then, did a few interviews, got hired, and then moved up here. So, uh, very fortunate to get the gig, and I love uh, I love working here. It's great.
0: And how did you end up on the LPGA beat?
2: Um, kind of just by accident. I mean, it, it was I just kind of last year in October, I think it was. No one had been traveling because of travel restrictions and whatnot. And the KPMG women's PGA was in Philadelphia at Aronim And my boss was like, Hey, do you want to drive down to Philadelphia this week and cover that? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. So I went down there, did that. And then a couple months later, the U S women's open was in Houston and being from Texas. I was like, Oh, I want to go down for that. So I asked to go to that and they sent me down and, at that point, I was fully invested in covering it. I had met so many cool people, I thought the players were great, the access was awesome. And so then this year, I was just trying to go to as many LPGA events as I could and got to get out for quite a few and meet even more people out there. So, really enjoy being on the beat. It's uh, wow, a lot of great people. And uh, who yeah,
3: did... is oh, sorry, go ahead,
0: Haley. I was just gonna ask, like, people actually do call it the beats, like a beat still. That's still a thing. Yeah, I
2: mean, it, it kind of sounds boomerish, I guess, whenever you say like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it's my beat." Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, I said but, it, but I was like kind of joking when I said it. So I'm just curious. Yeah, about and then I kind of took an it and ran team. with it. Yeah, I like
2: that. <laughs> I mean, that's um, kind of more of the old newspaper days where you. Uh, yeah, like
1: I, I picture an old timey reporter, kind of like, "Oh, I'm yeah. on the beat." <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I'm on the beat, writing everything with yeah. a pen <laughs> <Yeah>. and paper. <laughs> Like I don't even carry a notebook. So,
1: wow, really?
2: I, everything I like, everything oh, that I would do yeah. in a notebook, I just put it in <laughs> notes in my. Okay, phone, I was but...
1: I took that as you don't write anything down, and I was like, oh my god, what?
2: <laughs> That's amazing. No, I, just do it, I just do it digitally because phones kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah, similar functionality, mm-hmm.
3: so pretty similar. Um, so, <laughs> who's been your favorite player that you've met?
2: Oh, there's so many great players out there to talk to, but I think Christina Cam is probably the best to talk to. She is always willing to talk, and she will just give you the most candid and sincere answers. She'll just talk, talk, talk until you kind of have to stop her. But she's <laughs> I a, love that. she's great. That's she's great. super honest. She's super open about everything. She's always in a great mood whenever I've talked to her and always willing to chat with me for stories. So really like Christina and you know, she's done, she dabbles in the media world as well. at podcasts with Alan Shipnuck. I know she's done a little bit of TV work. So she's uh she's made for, for talking and she's awesome to chat with.
1: She's so fun. She, she's a spitfire on Twitter. She's yeah. definitely not yeah. a no reply person. She replies smart, but... and replies and replies. I love it. I love yeah. like, well, I love when I see like, the tip of the iceberg of like a twitter back and forth or something where it's like quoting tweets and i go so deep i read the whole thing oh
2: yeah love me you some just drama. keep clicking on the quote tweets until you get to the first like, one well,
1: what yeah. did they say before that you know
2: yeah yeah the uh, the twitter drama is always fun i try not to get involved with it but sometimes, but
1: sometimes yeah. do you have a, a least favorite player
2: uh yeah but
0: I'm you can tell, tell us. us you can tell us after we're done recording oh
2: yeah, my god i'm dying to know now off the record
1: amazing <laughs> amazing it's, it's more just the question really was just not even who is it who but do you have one you i know? do yeah Yeah. oh my god
2: okay. I mean, amazing i mean the real dirt we're humans you know everyone yeah knows. oh yeah oh yeah you like people you dislike people but that doesn't affect how i cover anyone no Well, I, you're a professional i'm not gonna write mean things about someone just because they're mean to me but
1: um. (laughs) oh my god dying to know well that almost goes back to like what we were like marveling at the solheim cup about how some of the players were just like fantastic in interviews and like very engaging and very well spoken and like that's a completely different skill than just being good at golf you know you're you're already a pro athlete like imagine being that good at something else Like, that's crazy so i guess like using a similar you know like thought pattern like just because you're really good at golf doesn't mean you need to be like a cool or nice person. Like you actually might be a bad person, but still yeah. be really good at
2: golf, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're all human. Some people are cool. Some people aren't. Like just because you're good at golf doesn't mean you're going to be a cool person or good at talking or fun to talk to. Like I've interviewed people where I'm like, wow, you are good at golf, but you are like talking to a wall. Like you have <laughs> nothing to offer. You literally only know how to hit the ball and, you know, good for you. But I would not want to be friends with you. And then there are other people where I'm <laughs> like, wow, not only are you good at golf, but you're super fun. And, like, I would like to be friends with you. So and you just got to – and th- it, that goes for all professional sports, really. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. W- once you get access and you get close to people who are on the highest stage and, like, that TV screen is removed and you're just, like, talking to them one-on-one, you're like, Wow. Just regular people, they just happen to have almost supernatural ability. So,
1: just have to be really good at everything, yeah, yeah. Seriously, what would you say, like, the breakdown is between like people who are like fun to talk to and people who are not fun to talk to? Not even just the LPGA, just like a croc, I guess, in professional athletes, though. We won't say, yeah, like, in, general. Like, just in the in world, pro, in, in the world, I don't know, just <laughs> in pro golf,
2: I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really sure I could put a number on it, but once yeah. you're out there a little bit, you kind of get a sense for like, oh, should I go talk to this player? Like, no, they're only going to give me canned quotes or you'll be like, wow, you know, I want to talk to this player because I know they're going to give me something good. Or even sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, like they can run a little hot. Like they're going to be a little pissed off. It'll kind of scare me to go talk to them, but they're probably going to give me some really good content and they're going to speak their mind. because sometimes they just want to tell someone and then you're just like happen to be there at the right time. So it's fun mm-hmm. to be in that. Well, like I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble, but sometimes they yeah. are pissed off and they want to tell someone and I just happen to be there. And so I listen and if it's goes with what I'm writing, then I'll put it in there. But
1: yeah. And Hey, as the, as the reader, as the consumer, we appreciate that you do that, you know, because yeah. that's the good stuff. That's the interesting stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, no one wants to just hear, like, yeah, I hit it pretty good today. Uh, missed yeah. a few putts that I could have made." Like, no one cares about that. You want to hear. Yeah, we want to hear
1: about Nelly dropping F-bombs all as she walked from the, yeah. you know, the tee to I the fairway shot. I
2: was surprised talked about that in the presser. Because <laughs> Nelly that. can be a little closed off whenever she's uh, in front of the mic. But she was pretty candid there, which was nice. Because Nellie has superstar status. So everyone wants to know, like, what's Nellie like? you know, what's Lexi Thompson like? You know, that's all ever, anyone ever asks. They're not really asking about the golf, right? If would be yeah. asking like, oh, what are they like? Like, do yeah. you get to talk to the players? I'm like, I do. Like, <laughs> That's part of my job, actually. <laughs> so people, people really are just curious about the human elements of athletes. So that's kind of what I try to do. Like, obviously, there's time and place for a gamer where you're talking about xyz happened but for the most part you want to humanize the the players and kind of show people what they're like because not a lot of people get the access that the media does so
1: oh yeah and i mean we're like we don't have like a super like you know refined golf vocabulary either so like half the time if if people get super deep in a golf talk right like not sure I really can follow the conversation, right? But if you tell me, okay. you know, interesting facts about them, like about their dog or something, like that's something that I'll remember, you know? They're all really good at golf. Yeah, whether They're right? on TV playing golf.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> of course, we know they're good at golf. Like, give me something more. I need to hear yeah, something exactly. other than they're really good at golf.
1: Exactly. Well, I'm so glad you brought up Christina Kim because she was, you know, one of the storylines that we were, you know, following this past weekend at the Pelican. Um, but we also wanted to kind of kind of start things out as like the season as a whole and, you know, kind of across the, you know, 2021 season, which was kind of like a pretty seemed like from what we've heard, like pretty exhausting for the players because they didn't have very much time in between last year with COVID and everything into this year. So it's kind of felt like so many of them, you know, for so many of them that they've been on the road, like literally for two years at this point. Um, But just wondering if you have any, you know, favorite storylines season wide, um, that, you know, or your favorite things that you wrote or anything like that? Like, what stood out to you when you, you know, go back and look at 2021? What are going
2: to be, like, what do you think of? Uh Well, so at the ANA, I think Lydia Ko shooting lowest uh final round of major championship history, men or women, was really cool to follow, and there were no fans out there, so I was literally one of the only people. Like, there were probably 20 or so people, you know, volunteers, support staff or whatever else that got Total? to follow it. But I yeah, I mean there was. Mo- I mean, it, following that group, I'd say. Okay. Okay. Day, so. <laughs> Making sure, like,
0: across the entire. Uh, one, one for all. It's like wow. Um,
2: <laughs> no, but so I got to follow that, and um, I followed her the entire back nine there, where she was trying to chase down Patty Tabatakate, and that was a lot of fun. Just getting to witness history and being one of the few people who got to see it in person, um, and Lydia's great to talk to. Great girl, and I love interviewing her um us women's open i was there for the back nine when lexi kind of collapsed and it was leaking oil for a while and just could not get to the house that was painful to see her post-round interview you could see how gutted she was and mm-hmm. you know obviously you never want to see something like that happen but that was quite a good storyline to see um kpmg Nellie winning her first major, it was kind of like seeing a superstar be born right in front of your eyes. She's had that, you know, superstar potential, but she finally crossed the line and she'd won the week before. She won there. She's number one in the world all of a sudden. And then obviously she wins the gold medal about a month later. So those are three that I can talk about right off the top of my head that were super cool to see. And I'm glad I got to be there for them. But, you know, there were endless storylines. Throughout the year, those are just three that I was fortunate enough to witness and be able to cover.
1: I know that the, so the cool. Nelly like phenomenon of this year is just so crazy like three regular wins, one major win, and one Olympics. Which it's funny that, that doesn't even count really for anything, you know. Like, yeah, obviously, know. everybody it's... knows about it though. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, it was quite a season for her, and you know, she like I said, it was like a superstar is born right in front of your eyes. She has everything needed to be kind of that next American golf superstar. You know, she's got the, the firepower. She's got, uh, you know, the background with like the whole family storyline is compelling. She, whenever she, uh, is open with the media, she's really interesting. And, you know, I like talking with her whenever I talk to her one-on-one, I think sometimes she can get a little guarded with the media in front of everyone else, but, yeah, I'm I'll be interested to see if she can keep it up because if she can then we could be seeing uh someone who has a potential to be one of the all time greats. She's just got one of the best swings in golf.
1: It's so mesmerizing, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It's like just wild to watch. It's it looks sick. extremely easy too. Yeah. Like there's not like the look even on her face, like isn't one of like consternation. It's like mm. even when there are like freeze frames of her, it's like she looks like she's like hanging out. Just very yeah, pleasant really- all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's just kind of got a blank look on her face. She, she almost looks like the Terminator. Like she looks like she is going, (laughs) she's like, she's, she's going to kill you on the golf course. Like she's got that killer (laughs) look to her, like looking into her eyes when she's in the zone, you're like, wow, she's got that look. Like she's got that hit factor.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think Lydia Ko's comeback was so exciting, you know, like, I mean, if you, if you want to tell the listeners who, so, you know, we have kind of a healthy balance of people who like follow the LPGA and people who, you know, maybe don't, but maybe would be interested in doing so. Can you give a little bit of background kind of like Lydia this season versus Lydia
2: of the years past and kind of
1: how significant that was?
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, Lydia, probably it started at the end of last last year and into this year. She's just been really solid. She started working with Sean Foley this year, which seems like has really revamped her game, but I think she hadn't won since 2017 before this year. She won earlier this year. She's won twice. She won the LET event last or two weeks ago. She was in a playoff at the Pelican last week. She won um, the week after the ANA when she almost won. But yeah, so she's up mm-hmm. to number five in the world again. She kind of had a Jordan Spieth-like lull, if you want to compare it to the men's game, where she was, you know, the next superstar. She was world number one at whatever she was, 17. Like, she was unbelievable. She won a major before she turned 18, I believe. And she has kind of struggled for a few years. I mean, take away all the golf stuff. How hard would it be to be 17 years old and be the best golfer in the world? Like, I've talked yeah. to Sean Foley about it, like, how would anyone handle that kind of pressure so you know obviously no shame and her game taking a little bit of a hit for a few years but seems like she's found it again and I would not be surprised if she wins a major in the next couple of years because she has become one of the top players in the world again so yeah Lydia Ko is a fun storyline to follow yeah I'm always, always surprised
0: so I'm always surprised by how young she is because I feel like for as little as I've been following the LPGA I feel like I've known that name and that's a name that you hear sort of always passed around. But what is she, like, 24, 25? Yeah, she's
2: 24. I mean, she's been around. Yeah. She's a veteran, and she's 24. She's younger it's than insane. I am. Like,
0: yeah, no, it's – I mean, it, it, that's that part is really cool because it obviously just, you know, emphasizes the fact that she's been so good for so long and that she does have probably plenty ahead of her, which is really Yeah, she's fun.
2: 24. She's won 16 times on the LPGA that's, Tour. Oh, my God. Which is just wow. so I, I think I misspoke. She won for the last time in 2018, so I was a year off. Okay, okay. But she had a three-year rule, but yeah, she's won 16 times on the LPGA tour. She's 24 years old. She, I mean, she could retire right now. If she'd be a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. Um, Wait,
1: um, really? Be,
2: I mean, yeah, 16 she, wins with a major. You, she's but has of, she been on the years? tour for the
1: 10 years, though. Have you won oh, all this? That, like, uh, that, okay, there's all sorts of like Hall of Fame stuff. So the LPGA is completely points based. And one of the requirements yeah. was that you have to play for 10 years um, or else you can't. That's why Lorena Ochoa is not in there because she only played for like seven or eight years despite winning like 30 times or something crazy <laughs> like that.
4: What a and so word.
1: I know. I think that it was born of like at the beginning they needed all of their stars to like continue to play. And I think there might be like a biological aspect to it too because I bet that like it's to like discourage people from like having kids and stopping playing, you know, if you, you really want to be- I mean, probably – I mean, I don't know. They not want them to go on and create
0: other I thought, golf babies? I,
1: no, I thought about that, though. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, it would be like less – it's less incentivizing. If you're like on the cusp of Hall of Fame, right, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll just give it up. But, me, but I got to go back if I want to be in the Hall of Fame, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like if you're handmaid. that big of a star –
4: yeah, I mean I, listen,
1: this is a conjecture. Correctly. Okay. Like I, <laughs> no, I you're been, kidding. <laughs> I have been thinking about this recently of like, well, especially in the olden days when they made it up, you know, like back in the day when the LPGA was first formed, like that was, you know, that would wouldn't have been uncommon for someone to like play a couple years then get married and then like that's it. Yeah, you're right. There's probably yeah. more
0: instability than with the league.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. You're making even less money than you make now. No, you're right. You're making negative money.
0: Yeah, so maybe it was a good idea at the time, but now it's, it's rubbish.
2: Yeah, it seems rubbish. like they should do <laughs> Yeah, rubbish. I never heard you say rubbish. rubbish.
3: Never. I've never <laughs> heard you say that word in my life.
0: So I have to <laughs> I have to come clean about something. I have a bad internet connection down here. I had to turn all of the incoming videos off, so I'm just talking to myself right now. Oh,
4: so things yes. are going to get weirder. <laughs>
1: can't I just give you the finger. But you couldn't see it, so you didn't laugh. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, another thing, something that's not conjecture, actually. So today, Zephyr, um, I finally figured out what the Aeon risk reward was. Um, because every single tournament I've been wildly confused and I'm like, what is this? Like, I know that somebody wins it. Like, you they say what it is, but like it's not really clear. Until somebody wins. And apparently it's only the second year they've been doing this, so it made some more sense. But wanted to yeah, issue congratulations I, to Hannah Green.
2: I saw Hannah won it, so good for her. I think it's just a another sponsor plug. I'm not really sure it means anything. The Aeon Risk Reward. Like no one's gonna yeah. you know be be going to their grave like at least I won the Aeon Risk Reward. But they
1: got a million dollars. Yeah, it's I definitely mean no, not, the money. Who cares about the award? I yeah, want the cash. Yeah, there's not a lot of prestige, but there is that cash, you know. I mean, and so, I mean, I know a lot. on
2: the on the PGA tour, like a million is you know for those guys, whatever. Like we're the top end guys, you know. Not to scoff at a million dollars, I'd take a million dollars. But yeah, for the women, especially, whenever a purse, like last week, I think Nelly won what two hundred twenty-five thousand. So yeah. that's like four wins right there for Hannah Green and one. Exactly. Chat, so. mm-hmm.
1: It said she That's said that it her. was more than she's made in two seasons. Yeah. So. And it's funny I mean- because like, yeah, it's really crazy. Like it was, it was just like, it was more interesting than I thought it was. It was kind of why I'm bringing it up because like I had just written it off all season. Like when it came on, I was like, why do they keep fucking talking about this? Like, you know, like. Because it seemed very like abstract. But then I watched like the press conference on Twitter, which was kind of random, honestly. I don't really know why I did it. But I'm glad I did. Slow day. Because oh. it, was a, <laughs> it was a slow day on Twitter, you know? Um, But I was watching it and I just like couldn't really stop watching it. It was funny. They like – They zoomed in Matt Wolf, who won for the men's side. And it is pretty cool that Aeon does a million for each, you know, and it's like, it's supposed to be like a statement about, you know, like pay equity and everything. And they asked Matt Wolf, they're like, so how do you like, what do you think about like, you know, the pay equity aspect of it? He was like, yeah, I think it's great. You know, Like didn't have anything (laughs) to add. I was like, did nobody prep him for that question? Like, yeah, God,
2: I, they should have. They should have told him, given him something. I don't know if you saw Rory McIlroy's presser. Not to talk too much about men's golf, but today he was talking about being carbon neutral. With oh, his, I saw oh, that. Yeah, that, that. that was crazy. I did not. I expect like that
3: too. Left Wait, with
2: with his to Out of the woodwork, he, he's so apparently. Whenever he flies, you know, he's one of the top end guys, so he can fly private. But mm-hmm. obviously, that's pretty bad for the environment when only you know, 10 people or whatever his team is are flying on a private jet. So every time he flies private, he pays like an extra X amount of money so that he can uh, come out at the end of the year, carbon neutral. So it's like the extra money he pays goes towards whatever kind of environment carbon capture technology. I have no idea how it works, but Rory all of a sudden was talking about being carbon neutral in a PGA tour presser, which
3: Maybe he should just like carpool his flights with
2: people. Maybe with us.
1: Maybe. (laughs) It was also just, it was also just like so rare. It was like rare to see that level of like, um, why am I blanking on the term? Like self, oh, self awareness. Yeah. (laughs) Forgot what that was called in this context. And what it is? But it was. It was like (laughs) so, (laughs) I don't know what it is actually. Unfamiliar. But um but yeah like i mean it's it's funny that like you never hear anybody saying anything even close to that you know not about any part of the money that the money pit that is like the pga tour and like you know there's never any sort of like shred of you know guilt in any of those guys that i've ever yeah. seen so and it was funny like the first i saw it on i think instagram and like the first comment was somebody being like what the fuck like the weather channel the guy who founded the weather channel was a scientist and he even said that um climate change is a myth okay we're <laughs> and past somebody it. just commented back somebody just we're commented back that. some people aren't kiki that's the thing we're not but like past most it. people are no no not I don't think be most surprised. People, i don't think it's most people that's the thing mm-hmm. get out of your bubble yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah like i thought that was cool like rory rory's cool yeah we don't usually talk about boys golf in here but that was that was cool well, yeah wow, that was
2: carbon neutral rory i'm a
1: big fan of i didn't know you could pay your way out of your carbon <laughs> i mean you can't
2: really yeah you maybe you really. made but that it's a like nice that.
1: gesture i guess yeah. yeah it's definitely a nice gesture it, it reminds me of like the uh the south park episode where like the cure for aids is like money injected (laughs) right in your bloodstream it's like that it's like oh yeah all you have to do is just like blow some money out into the hemisphere and that will just like negate your carbon
2: yeah there's the ozone layer you just put a couple hundreds up there it's made of money yeah
1: you just patch it up Oh, that's good that's good Um, so yeah, I don't know. We kind of, we've touched on a bunch of like Pelican storylines, but I think, you know, the, the two that really stood out to me this weekend was, um, first Christina Kim, you know, I think the two people who got in, Christina Kim off a sponsor's exemption and then, um, uh, Lauren Coughlin off of, um, a Monday qualifier and both hung on to their tour cards. So exciting.
2: Very cool. Always great to see people playing for their jobs and pulling it off because, I can't imagine at the end of the year, like, sitting down and then being like, all right, you need to write a story right now. And if it's not good enough, then you get fired.
4: Mm-hmm. Like taking an exam, like, like a timed exam.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just so the listeners are aware, so essentially the top 100 players maintain LPGA status. And if you're from, what is it, 100 to 120 or something? If you're above 100, you you're, you might be get fucked, you know? Because you have to go back to Q school. You have to earn your yeah. card back. Yeah. So you go to Q school. Which sounds terrible. It oh. sounds very stressful. It's like a two-week tournament of, you know, eight rounds, and they all count. So it's not like you wipe the slate clean the next week or something. You're playing for your heart. I, Did Randy tell us this last week? I feel like I'm just repeating somebody um, something that somebody told me. No, I think we, we did
0: talk about it with Randy. I mean, you're allowed to repeat it, though, because it's facts. so it's okay. Okay, true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to bore anybody, you know? They're like, oh, they're always talking about this. No, 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 Um, it's interesting. You know, okay. Yeah. So it is, it is interesting. I have already forgotten. So, Oh, you know what? (laughs) I think, I think this might've been from, so yeah, you have to go back to Q school. Q school is two, two weeks. It's like two weekends. I'm assuming, um, eight rounds and you, uh, they all count. So it's not like it's two different tournaments. Like they all go into your scoring average to see who wins at the end. And you know, these like veterans of the tour, like Christina Kim also has to compete against new people who want their tour cards. So like girls off the Symmetra tour, girls out of college, girls who are still in college, you know, and could go back to college if they wanted to. That was something that Randy and Bethann talked about. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Cause I don't know how else I would know that.
2: I don't think I read that. been reading a lot of Wikipedia <laughs> articles.
1: I've been deep on Reddit. <laughs> um, actually, is there a Reddit for like the Symmetra tour or anything?
2: That would be That's a niche subreddit. Maybe we should start it.
1: Should yeah. we start it? I've always wanted to be more of a Reddit person because I feel like that's where all the good stuff is, but it's just very overwhelming and like the—it's
0: intimidating to even the just the interface. Dive in there. Also,
1: is like very internet,
2: right? It's but like I not love like that pleasant. about it, like the font and everything. <laughs> like I'm like I don't know if I'm internet for this.
1: Yeah,
2: I think that's the first time anyone's ever said I'd like to be more of a Reddit person. Like you might be the first. Person <laughs> <ever said> that. <laughs> hey, where
1: there's a will, there's a way. You know. Um, but yeah, so those were. Was there anything else stood out to you this weekend um, at the Pelican, or I,
2: don't I know. mean,
1: just I don't have any thoughts on the Pelican.
2: Yeah, I mean, just seeing Nelly, and we haven't talked enough about Jin Young Ko. I don't think we talked yes. about her at all. Oh my gosh, like that's geez. the first time
1: we've said her name now. Yeah, that's weird.
2: I know we talked, gave Nelly a lot of love, but we got to give Jin Young a little bit of love too because it's those two, and then everyone else in women's golf these days. There, yeah. Um, they're one A and one B in the world. I know Nelly is number one right now, but Jin Young was a couple weeks ago or whatever. But they're they're interchangeable in that top spot. They're both so far ahead of everyone in the world ranking. I think it's something absurd, like three points between them and the third uh, ranked player in the world. So those wow. two are just head and shoulders above everyone else. They both, I think, Nelly's won five times this year including the Olympics. And then Jin Young-Ko has won four times. So...
4: Only won four
1: times? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I I know Jin (laughs) Jin,
4: Jin, (laughs) Jin Young-Ko
2: had a a stretch there where she won quite a few times. Um,
1: If you had asked me, I would have guessed that she won seven times that's what it
2: feels like she always wins she's just it's been lately too like
1: this i feel like the second half of the year it's been like oh my god she's just winning everything
2: yeah she's because nelly was number one in the world and then all of a sudden it was like oh dang Young Ko. all of a sudden you know she was number two but she just came out of nowhere and overtook her and then nelly had a few good weeks won the pelican overtook her again but yeah uh there i think nelly leads by something like 10 points in the player of the year race going into this last week i have it up
0: it it is 10 points exactly yeah
2: yeah there's some decimals included
0: but not going to do that math
2: hey we're not math people (laughs) so we'll uh seeing them live for player of the year this week i think will be a very interesting storyline it's cool i mean i know we were just talking smack about everything on the lpga being point space but this is cool where there's an undisputed player of the year. It's either you perform or you don't. There's no vote or anything like that. So it'll be great to, at the on Sunday, know who's player of the year, and it'll be one of those two. I mean, it Wait, couldn't be anyone is else. It, is it, like,
1: tied right now? or Because we were looking for the standings, and we couldn't find them, which isn't uncommon for us or the information that we're looking for. Um, well, but are they, like, tied up? Will this weekend determine it? I kind of thought after last weekend that Nelly was just – I. That in my head, sorry, you got it.
0: Well, no, I do want to. That's a good question, Jen. Because Zephyr, you said that they're one A and one B. What does that mean?
2: Oh, I'm just saying, like, in terms of not technically the best in the world, yeah. I just want to clarify, but they're both number one, but because they're only 10 points apart, yeah, they're 10 points apart. So, yeah, I think, um, I'm I know I've seen some scenarios where it's like you know, Nelly comes in third and Jin Young wins, like, whoever. I don't know, uh, but there's certain scenarios where one of them wins Player of the Year and the other one comes in second. So mm. we'll see what happens. But I think that'll be a compelling storyline to watch this weekend, seeing who's going to be our LPGA Player of the Year. Yeah, so
1: excited! I'll be waiting on bated breath, honestly. <laughs> Which
2: hopefully, hopefully we can watch
1: it because that was one one big gripe. We're not Such to the gripe, gripe section though. of Such the podcast yet. I, mean, but that's, I don't have much this, to add. This gripe has been bumming me out because. Um, I mean, anybody who tried to watch it this weekend knows that it was tape delayed from 7 to 9 p.m., you know, um, which just was a bummer. You know, like, I'm not into – and I know you can stream it, too, if you – like, on Golf Pass or on LPGA.com or whatever. But watching on your phone or on, like, an iPad or your computer it's, it's just not the same as putting it's it on TV. Yeah. But also it's Like, so I need un- to put it on TV and lay down on the couch. But it's also yeah.
0: so unclear where to even find it because – in my mind, if I can get it online, I should be able to get it on my TV, which is a computer. Right. So, like, right. tell me exactly how to find it. I felt like on Sunday when I found out they were in the, the four way playoff, I was trying to pull it up, and it took me twenty minutes to even figure out where it was. And by then, it was over. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I I'm glad I tried.
3: I yes. did watch it on the tape delay, and it was still I still liked it
2: watching it, but yeah.
3: it's not the same when you know what what happened.
2: No. Yeah, it's 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 disappointing that we even have to have this conversation where we're like yeah. oh yeah like we could pull it up on our phone like if we downloaded this obscure app like like come on let's be just hot. have it on tv yeah whatever it is but how else are we going to be able to watch Stephen alker on the champions tour how else <laughs> you know there's so many Stephen alker fans out there so really it's either women's <laughs> golf or champions tour
4: and,
1: yeah so win-win yeah Zephyr, before we started recording, I loved what you said about, like, the Champions Tour. It's like, you know, they've already had a 30-year career. Like, do we need more? They've had their moment
2: in the sun. Like, do I need to watch Bernhardt Langer win again? Like, dude's awesome, but I don't really want to watch him play a three-round tournament against a bunch of other retirement age dudes. Like, just (laughs) not that compelling to me. Yeah, yeah,
1: or I mean, like that's also fine to like want to watch that and everything. Like, not gonna try to like yuck anybody's yum here. But when you've got, you know, like that's that's I've a never, phrase I've never heard you say that. <laughs> We're all trying out new things tonight. I'm wearing my head scarf. Um, Jen has an no.
3: endless, endless, endless list of phrases like that. Little, <laughs> little,
1: little. She things. does, but I feel it's like I've heard maybe a, a coffee table book. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, I used to write them all down in college. Actually, find that somewhere. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Anyway, um, what was it? Oh, the, you can want to watch that. That's totally fine. But it's just a bummer that you know it's not like the LPGA. Like it's not like Sunday wasn't exciting, right? You right. had like a neck and neck duking it out between two of the like most recognizable faces in women's golf. You had Lexi and Nelly, and that was like why it was so cool to watch that. Like even though you're like, oh, like I already know the ending, but like I want to see how this played out, you know? And it yeah. was still so exciting to watch, like. That's fantastic TV. Well then the know? other I'm two like, are top five. Like
0: it's all oh, yeah. The best I mean, in like
1: all. it was so good. And it's just like and then it's a bummer because I feel like so many people could potentially see that if they're like flipping channels or something, or if like you're at the clubhouse after a round and it just so happens to be on, like that might be somewhere that someone would see it and be like, Oh wow, this is actually pretty sick. But like if it's not on TV, you're not gonna like just happen upon it by like not being able to find the streaming service for it, you know? Like and you're mm-hmm. just losing like It just perpetuates the whole thing because it's like you're not even trying to get new fans. So, like, and then you don't have fans, then you get, you know, pushed around by the champion store.
3: It kind of goes back to the fact that they don't have a marketing team. We were talking about this the other night. Like, the LPGA does not have a marketing department. Nobody at the organization thinks it is important enough to pay somebody to market it. So... If that concept is true, then like nobody is going to understand any of these arguments. Well, nobody's right? advocating
0: for them. Right? That's
3: what I'm saying. Like that yeah. would be the marketing team that would like understand that and like respond to that and change it. And so they just maybe they'll hire that. us. That's, for, to that's where what to do what to to advocate <laughs> do for them,
0: to market for them and advocate maybe. for them and get them on TV.
3: The marketing <laughs> of it is not hard because like we've said, like the product is good. Like it's not hard to try to sell something that is like good quality.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's high quality golf and it's like most people I talk to once they go to an LPGA event in person, they're like, wow, like it's so much fun to watch. Like people are legitimately surprised at how much they enjoy watching women's golf uh, whenever they see it live and up close. I mean, everything, all sports are more fun live, like whenever you're in person. Right. But people are legitimately surprised. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Like it's professional golf. Like these people can really play like. Just because they happen to be women does not mean that it's not exciting. Like, yeah, Nellie can hit the ball 300 yards. It's awesome. It's like, crazy. Inby Park is the best putter you'll ever see. There Damn. are so many oh cool God. things like that. Like, that people are just kind of uninformed on it, I guess. I don't know. Head yeah. kind of the sand.
1: I know that there are so many, like, contracts and everything like that. And, like, you know, I – I'm not gonna act like I know what the deal is with that, but like, why couldn't they like broadcast it for to like to be able to watch it on TV? Like, I have like YouTube on my television. Like, why can't they go live on like YouTube or something? Like something simple, even like that, you know? Like, it's, if gotta it's not gonna like, be on right Golf Channel. Room. What what does the what do the rights matter if they're not even putting it on? Yeah,
2: you know. I mean, I, mean, I don't know what the deal is there, but yeah, with Golf Channel, it. it's like, oh, we got to put Tin Cup on again for the tenth time this week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the other the only other thing I had on that was well, I had a few other things, but we're, you know. Um, but three people winning a Lamborghini as well for a two year lease on a Lamborghini. That's pretty
2: exciting television if you crazy. You're me. Crazy for getting a hole in
1: one too. Is that unusual to have three hole mu- in ones
2: in a tournament? Be. I mean, it it can't, I, especially when there's Lamborghinis on the line. I know they're just like two-year leases, but that dealership had to be pissed. They're like, are you serious?
3: <laughs> they <laughs> were probably like, money. what
1: the fuck?
3: This is <laughs> fucked.
1: <laughs> I bet they won't undersell women's golf again, will they? Yeah,
3: they were
4: <laughs> like, yeah, oh, they get the
2: green.
1: Three hole-in-ones.
2: That was wild. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe you know, whenever I saw that one had happened, I kept seeing stories and I was like, oh, these are reruns. And then I was like, wait, they've got to shell out three Lambos.
1: Right. It was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, obviously, you know, a lot, uh, a lot to think about there. Um, but you know, with eyes, uh, looking towards, you know, this coming weekend, um we got the cme you know in the last and i was wondering because like i feel like last year i didn't think the cme was as big of a deal but it was so close on the heels of the u.s women's open that you know and that was like the hugest deal but like i didn't really pay very much attention to the cme honestly um it was also just such a weird year but this year i'm very very excited for it um and so i thought it might be fun if we all made some picks um about you know what we think will happen and what we hope will happen um first any any comments generally on the field so so the listeners know this is the top 60 um players who have amassed points um in the race to the cme which is this weekend um and it's in naples which is you know always reminds <laughs> me of like grandparents and stuff so that, must all my nice. grandparents are there yeah everyone's are how do they all fit in there i don't know i don't know
3: <laughs> a lot of condos
1: um so i'm looking at the field oh this is written kind of weird
0: it is weird, but I, I don't mind it actually. It's easy to read a bunch of names at once.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess we can start off with who we hope will win, because right? I think that's that's fun, and I have some I have some hopes. But Zephyr, I'm interested to hear who you hope will win.
2: Uh let's go with Lydia Co. Always oh rooting God. for her. She's easy to root for. Uh, compelling storyline, and she's been playing well, so she's in form. Let's go with Lydia.
1: Wow, Haley, what are you thinking? Oh, shit. Sorry, Kiki. What are you? Thinking? Lydia was going to be my answer. Classic. You can, you can say the same person if you want.
3: Yeah, re- she really was. I was about to go first because I had a feeling, Zephyr, that you were going to also pick
1: her. I mean, but this I've... is this is who you hope will win. So that's, you also have who hope. you think you're going to win. Okay, that's my hope. Haley, have you thought of who you hope will win?
0: Okay. Well, I always have a hard time with any of this because. Yeah, like, I hope literally so many people win. So it's just a matter of, like... Well, literally- name
1: off a few. A few people that you'd be so happy about. I don't... Had.
0: I just don't want to tilt the universe in a negative direction and, like, yeah, screw I know. anything it's a, up.
1: It's a jinx thing. Yeah. You know what
0: I mean? Um, mm-hmm. All right. Charlie Hall, I'm going to say. Wow. Yeah. She was so intrigued. <laughs> That's a yeah. shock to me.
1: Yeah. I can't
0: see your face. So I don't know what you're doing. I can imagine. Oh, yeah, you,
1: you don't. I keep forgetting that.
0: Um, I know that, that surprised me also.
1: Ken's um, <laughs> bandanas coming. <laughs> it's It's silk, so it's like sliding around a little bit. Are you sweaty? It's really no. sliding
2: around a lot. I was actually right cold.
1: Now. I had to turn the heat on.
0: Uh, I don't even know how to turn the cameras back on even if I wanted to. Um, But Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I was toying between like classic Megan King. I was even thinking of Patty, but I'm like Patty and Megan both have like illustrious careers ahead of them. I'm not worried about them. I don't think they need to win the 1.5 now. It'd probably be a really great boost heading into next year. I kind of, if I want to really tell you my heart of hearts, who I would like to win just because I think she's had some heartbreaking losses, but again, probably doesn't need the money, is Lexi Thompson. Is okay. I feel like she's had a really tough go at it this year between the US Open and last weekend. Yeah, she got and, fucked. You know, it might just be nice to to soften the year that was 2021 for her.
1: Haley, I totally agree. And actually, I was gonna say her for who I think will win. Okay. Like, I think that she has a really good chance because of that, because I think that like you know, maybe she'll take, with this being so recent, you know, the most recent kind of blow. Yeah. Um, I think that, because she seems, like, you know, pretty fiery overall, you know yeah, what I she, mean? Yeah, like, I th- gonna... I can see her getting really mad. Like, I would never want her to get mad at me,
4: mm-hmm. no. you know?
1: Um, and I feel like this year, too, competitor. this season, I feel like I've, like, come around on her a lot. Like, I didn't used to, like, really find her very engaging and everything, but, like, I found myself more and more being, like, extremely entertained by her and, like, Even just, like, she seems just kind of like a bad bitch, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of here for it. We were saying this at Solheim. She is. Zephyr's nodding. Okay, good. Thank you. Zephyr's Um, nodding.
0: Well, Zephyr, (laughs) maybe you can confirm this. You don't need to give us any specifics. But we were saying at Solheim, we feel there's an untold story to Lexi Thompson that someday we're going to crack.
2: I'm sure there is. She's a, I mean, (laughs) she's a complex human being, like we all are. And I'm sure there's some... Stories to be told there, and, you know, she anyone who's been in the spotlight for as long as she has obviously has some stories to be told. So, um, But, you know, this year she has been kind of in a more positive mindset. She even said it at the U.S. Women's Open. She seems to be mm-hmm. having more fun out there, even though, you know, she's had some tough <laughs> losses. The U.S. Women's Open, Pelican, where she misses these short putts at the end. She's been yeah. playing good golf. She just kind of has not been able to make putts uh, to close it out. So I'd like to see Lexi win yeah. as well. That would be a great storyline to end the year. All right, yeah. I'm
0: scrapping Charlie then. I'm
1: going with Lexi. I said you could pick more than one anyway. You can, you know, is that who you hope will win? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I my My two hopes, obviously no one's going to be surprised by this. Leona, I was literally on cloud nine on Thursday when she led the day and giving that little smirk in her post round. Just like I just love her. I <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm like related to her or something somehow. I just really like her. A I just killer.
2: Like, oh my McGuire god, yeah, is a killer. She's
1: a bad bitch. She's like, gonna win she, majors. She's oh, she's so good. She's so good, and I think that also she just has like a really interesting style too i feel like she she's very scrappy you know like even her swing like isn't like gorgeous you know what i mean like it's not mm-hmm. like i wouldn't describe it as like a beautiful swing but it's extremely powerful and it's like interesting to watch and i just i love watching her
2: yeah it's gonna she's sound really cool. simple like super simple but she can just get the ball in the hole like she just knows yeah yeah like we saw it's it athletic at in that way yeah we saw it at solheim she just like She went five. I was a rookie, but she just she knew how to get the ball in the hole whenever it mattered, which is the name of the game. So
1: it's crazy. Um, And then my other person that I hope will win, obviously Danielle has gone this year without a win. She's been playing fine. You know what I mean? Like she she just dropped to 11 in the world now. I think maybe. Um, But you know, like she's been almost there a bunch of times and. I would just love to I hate that she's gone this year without a win. Cause I know that she probably hates it too. So I would love to see her, you know, finish out with with a little something here. Yeah. So those I are like my that. hopes. And then I already said that Lexi is my is who I think will win. Yeah. So did you guys say who you think will win? <laughs> I always lose track. I'm supposed to be I, doing this and I forget I, what was
3: said. I, I don't think I said it. I think Nelly will win.
2: That'd be cool. Pick. Okay. Uh, let's go with Indy Park. She just, it's a, right wow. whenever we stop talking about her that she just comes out of the woodwork and wins again. Mm. So, it's hard assassin. to bet it. Yeah. I mean, she, she's a, a phenomenal player and we haven't talked about her today. So, I feel like Indy yeah. is going to be listening and this is going to be her motivation.
1: She's going to be listening. She definitely listens. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We have, we have some pings, you know. Um, Actually, was she was she in the country this week? Where
2: does she live? I'm sure she's stateside. Well, I'm sure she has a U.S. base, but I'm sure she yeah, she lives in Korea. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: well, I'll have to check to see if we're getting any Korean listeners. You never know. Um, who I want or no? I think is gonna-, <laughs> I mean, gonna win. Honestly, it's a confusing question. Um but really, it's like you can wish for one person to win and then you can like make a calculated scientific decision about who you think would win. Like if you got to bet on it, you don't bet for who you hope will win. You bet okay. for who you think will win.
0: I know, I'm just saying, like when I start talking about it, the lines get blurred very quickly.
1: Um yeah. hey, that's life, Haley. <laughs> I feel okay. like
0: you're I feel like you're kind of, I feel like you're talking down to me because you know I can't see your face. <laughs>
1: Um, the bandana's
3: just slipping off more and more <laughs> <sliding> <laughs> around.
0: I I'm going to say this because I, it is a scientific guess, but it's also because I just really want to see some drama to the bitter end. I'd love to see Jen Young Cohen.
4: There
1: we About go. I love that. There and that's, go. you know, highly likely. Scientific. You know, I'm betting. That's that science. That's yeah. science. Um all right. Well, I'm extremely excited. Um, we, we're going to end off actually Zephyr by asking you if you have any Gruder golf gripes. Now this is not a gripe about Gruder golf. I know the name <laughs> might be confusing, but if your gripe is about us, that's allowed too, but it doesn't need to be about us. But just, this doesn't have to be anything about golf, even if you don't want it to just like what's well, been chapping your ass lately.
2: It can be about golf if you want. I think we already talked about the champions Tour. I'm
3: I'm of the opinion we
2: we should abolish the Champions Tour. Oh my god. Let's get rid of it. Wow.
1: That might be the most controversial thing that anybody's ever said in this podcast.
2: Why? It'd be like having a you know having like MJ playing in a wheelchair out there and everyone being hyped (laughs) about it. Like no one cares. I mean at least take it off TV. Yeah. I I don't know. Let's start by getting it off the
0: airwaves. Like
2: it's an exhibition and the the tour props it up like it's legitimate like no one cares about the champions tour i'm sorry i'll say it there's too much money in it the money could be invested in other elements of golf development tour golf women's golf but instead we're just lining the pockets of bernhardt longer and colin montgomery no offense to those guys i think they're awesome i love that fun to watch them play but i just feel like the money that is being spent on the Champions Tour could be reallocated in a better way. So abolish the Champions Tour.
1: That's going to be the it. title of the
2: episode. Yeah, <laughs> I love it.
0: I
1: love the hot take.
0: I knew your gripes were going to be electric before we hopped on here.
1: You did know that. She texted it. We have it in writing.
2: I'm all about the the hot takes, so I'm glad yeah. I got a chance love to hear that one.
1: Love it. Wow, fantastic. Well, Zephyr, do you have any questions for us before we wrap up? I don't think I do,
2: but... We talked really a lot. We, we covered a, a lot, lot of, of ground media. We talked for
3: over an hour, so...
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it, and I hope this is not the last time I joined the pod.
1: You
3: can
2: oh, come on really not.
1: whenever you want. You know that we always need experts around. So yeah. whenever you, you know, especially when you need a soapbox or anything, let us know, and you can come on whenever.
2: Yeah, next time the Champions Tour gets on my nerves, I'll just hit you all up. Maybe Please we'll still. just have a roast. We'll go through...
1: All the champions winners and we'll just roast everybody. Do an end it. of the year roast. I'd love it. I'm oh, in for lovely. That. Well, Zephyr, um,
2: tell the people where they can find you um, on the internet. You can find me uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Zephyr Melton. And uh, my takes are not as hot on there as they are on the Groota Golf podcast. But maybe I'll spice <laughs> it up a little bit if I get some followers right. from this
1: don't be afraid don't be afraid also actually this is one of the last question i have for you have you ever met anybody with your name
2: never but if i do i'll have to fight them please do <laughs> please you call honor, us when really. you do yeah.
1: <laughs> all right well it was a true pleasure having you tonight thank you so much for the time um and i'm sure we'll be chatting soon about the lpga uh-huh. And everybody, make sure you watch it. I couldn't find um, the times yet. I don't know if they've listed them yet. But actually, golf.com is always where I find the times. Yeah. Um, they're in the viewing schedule. So thank you guys for that. It's, Check it out it's on nice,
2: golf.com.
1: Wonderful. All right. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, enjoy the weekend. Um, it's going to be really exciting. And until we um, talk to you again, hang loose, swing easy, and we will see you out there.